What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and questions, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What up, what up, what up? Hello, my movie goers. What I- up? <laughs> so today we are checking out a new but familiar name in the horror industry uh, by the name of Hellraiser. Uh, resurrected by Hulu uh, with a whole different uh, cast and a whole different look. So uh, just to start off, we have... So it's if anyone's not familiar with the Hellraiser series, it is genuine story of a, of a specific type of puzzle box that when someone is able to figure it out, it, uh, it opens a kind of a doorway to another dimension, which is basically like hell. And uh, when you open that doorway, basically, when you open that box, you you are basically kind of like you are the person who, who invites what they're what's called Cenobites to your realm and basically to kill you and torture you. Um, so in, in the spirit of that, so we have this new new rendition of it, um, this new 2022 version of it, where we have a character by the name of Riley. Who is someone who's trying to, who's like a, an addict who is trying to do, go through recovery, who decides with her, uh, with her boyfriend Trevor to rob a safe that they just knew was like sitting somewhere with nobody to watch it. And in doing so, they find the box. And while she's going through a, basically like takes some drugs, she somehow opens the box, which leads down this, this whole new path. Now, I mean, I've I've watched Hellraiser, I watched Hellraiser, you know, obviously growing up, mm-hmm. um, and I love the story. They they were very different. I love. I always, I didn't think they were at the same level that you would hear like Jason or anything like that. But I always enjoyed them because it was kind of like it sounds weird, but it's more like a sophisticated uh, slasher film. Film okay. about it because <clears throat> Pinhead is always like very calm, like it's it's never it's like because you know obviously you got jason you got all the people there where they're just running and just slashing you know just like they're unstoppable killers these are it's almost like they they want you to want it like they they try to convince you if it if they don't if you don't do it yourself they'll try to convince you kind of thing where it's like yeah psychological to a certain degree but it's physical <clears throat> um and obviously they you know they made references all over pop culture but yeah it's like for example i think rick and morty recently did, uh i think this season this last season or not or season before that, where there was like there was a reference to Hellraiser because the Cenobites always seem like they're enjoying the pain that they're because obviously every Cenobite is someone who has gone through. They were at one point human, but they have gone through some incredible torture that they've actually sensationalized it. It's almost like forget Fifty Shades of Grey. This is like three thousand Shades of Grey. Yeah, like they find pleasure in this kind of the level of pain that they they're gonna go through, but. That's the series. Let's talk about this one particular movie. Um, so the first scene, you know, you the first scene. I, like I, I have a couple of scenes I always like to to kind of reference, but this one was the first time. Uh, um, so the, you know, the, the 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 box was interesting because I, I always saw the box as a as a complicated puzzle, mm-hmm. something where it's like where it's complicated. Obviously, you know, like that's one thing I probably would fall for too because I like puzzle boxes. So. The first thing that I want to reference is the one where they invite a young man to go into 
what looks like a museum. And okay. He, and he finds the box in a different configuration, which I found that to be awesome. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Because obviously every time you see the puzzle box or the um, lament, I think the lament can, uh, configuration, it's always in a just a straight box form. But this time when it starts off, it's not in that form at all. It's a completely different shape. So either way, the, the, the young man picks up the box or the configuration that it was, and he's encouraged to solve it. And he literally just like turns one little thing and all of a sudden... It's almost like it was like the easiest thing in the world. And like, I'm, I didn't even know what he did. And he just, oh man, I solved it. So I always laugh because, um, and the first thing that happens when he solves it is that little knife. And that little knife, honestly, in this movie felt like it had his, his own like life. Blade. To yeah. That little blade was like oh. in itself a whole like character for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it's because every time it came out or every position it came out or, or how people used it was always crazy. But so, you know, the, the guy basically solved the, the puzzle box and it shot right through his hand, obviously making him the sacrifice for the Cenobites. So I always laughed. I was laughing at that scene because if you watch the reference to Rick and Morty, uh, they said, <laughs> he says, listen, all you got to do is shake it until, in, until it draws blood. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and when I saw that, I was like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> like, he just threw like, like made some quick moves that made no sense and it just cut cut him to draw blood. So I'm like, there really is no like no 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 difficulty in solving this puzzle. Oh no, there wasn't. <clears throat> it was it was like if you buy a puzzle piece with three pieces. Like, oh, which way you put the pieces together. And I, it makes sense. I mean, why is it gonna make it complicated for people to figure it out? <clears throat> they, it wants you to they want you to, to sacrifice yourself. Yeah, it, it wants you to succeed. Exactly. It wants to cut you. Yeah. So but yeah that scene always that that scene made me laugh. Um now, uh, now Odessa, the girl who plays Riley, Odessa, was uh, um, an interesting character. And I like the fact that she kind of was into the, with the drugs because it, especially let's say this, this series never existed before. Like Hellraiser was a brand, like, this is a brand new series. Mm-hmm. I've always loved when movies are like that, where even though you see things, even though there's, there's introduction to the villains or whatever, I like it when it's or like entity or entity. Yeah. Um, you never, they actually don't actually reveal themselves until later, in the, almost in the middle of the movie. So before the character actually has a chance to really start fighting back, even though they know all these things, even though they saw these things, it's, it's, I love it when it's played for something where it's like they can't believe what they saw. So it's hard for them to, like the whole first act of the, mo- the movie is usually trying to just admit that it was, they saw what they saw or before they even start looking for the research and trying to fight back, that first part where they just, not even sure what just happened. I think uh, um, Freddy Krueger, the Nightmare on Elm the first one was the same way, where it's like the friend got killed, and even though the person knows or saw something or was aware of something, they didn't have a chance to really fight back at that point because they didn't even know it was real. So I love stuff like that, and that's kind of what the drug addiction gave to this character, which is <clears> like <throat> she saw the priestess, yeah. and she, you know, and she, you know, she op- she know the box did something, but that first whole scene, she just questioning the whole time what what happened or did she see what she saw or was it real or even better when she let's say she believed a certain degree telling other people especially because she was drugged does not give the validity to people to anybody to act on it which i love that kind of stuff so um anyways that's the first part of it is there any other like the beginning scenes that you kind of liked that i liked yeah let's say the first all right we'll we'll go with like that's very late lately word 
Because <laughs> this movie was all over the place. Um, well, the opening scene that you one of the one of the premises you did touch on, I liked that she. I didn't like that she was a, a drug user. I I um I like the fact I appreciated the fact that because she was or she has a history of substance abuse, her credibility and what she saw, what she thought she saw, was at question the whole time. Yeah, and then she dived in deeper into trying to prove her point. And uh, what I something I don't know what I didn't um, I understand that the opening scene was just a precursor of what's going to happen ultimately with what it's like a full circle of where it's supposed to end up like Mm -hmm. what they how they wanted it Um, I wish that they didn't have that why because that just eliminates the mystery of it in what way because I would have like I would have liked it just to start off that her and her boyfriend, Trevor, were fiending and they needed money to buy something, to buy more substance, to buy more drugs or whatever. Okay. And he's like, hey, I know I know a place where we could rip off. Okay. And this is what we're going to do. And that kicks off everything else with it. Instead of having a precursor, because one, we already know what Hellraiser is because... It's- See, but, there, but here's the thing, though. You got to be careful of that because, yes, <clears throat> we know what Hellraiser is. But this isn't a sequel. So a sequel, you can get away with that, technically. But this is a reboot, which means that it kind of has to stand on its own. Yes, so, I understand that. although we know Hellraiser, I think that they... they In these kind of cases, I think it's good that they... Because honestly, what was what would have happened is... It would have it changed the ending, I know that. No, not just the ending, but what, what would have happened... So basically, the whole premise of the first scene is, is kind of like... Uh, what do you call that when they basically have to tell you things that's happening? It's like... you're. Giving history to trying to foreshadow what's, what's supposed well, not to happen. Not not it it kind of gives you information that you're gonna need in later, right? Yes. So what does it do? It introduces you to um, it introduces you to Roland. All right. It introduces you to his lifestyle, how he was living, and what he was doing, and things like that. So it shows you someone <clears throat> that could be. It's almost like the remember I told you, if you reference this, a gun in the beginning of the movie. It has to be used at the end. Yeah, but nothing in. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Other than the puzzle box, other than the puzzle box, yeah, which is what's transforming, which is just, which is transporting from place to place and scene to scene, which is his own character on its own, mm-hmm. pretty much. Not much is being used based on that story on that what is seen, other than the character itself, because visually you could use them later on a on a deeper research. Well, no, I mean, I feel like that scene was relevant to um, that whole situation. The reason it was relevant is because, one, like I said, you have to show his lifestyle. But also, that was a scene that turned him into what he is currently. But they exactly. left, obviously left that little part out because that was a lot. Like, if you notice, the configuration, based on the uh, later on, it tells you there's a certain amount of configurations. The one that that guy figured out was the last one. He was the last sacrifice to turn it into... The, the the one he needed to essentially make a wish, I guess yes. that's the way they said it. So that was, and I get it. Movies do movies do it every time. They'll show you something that'll come up later, without obviously giving to the main yeah, they, detail they, that would come. They're referencing happen. something that's going to be used later. I exactly. understand. I completely get you, man. And I and it wasn't and it's done if it's done intelligently and and 
good, I accept it. And even if it's and this one it wasn't. I'm like, this is why. Just, I just felt it was throwaway. They could have used that as possibly we'll go because we're gonna go into the scene that this could have been a monologue that could have been displayed or kind of shown when um they visited the assistant. Which I mean, we can get into that in a minute. So, okay, so, okay, we're already past. She opens up the box for the first time, and she avoided the blade, which, you know, it's funny. That's the one thing, I mean. She has the best fucking luck in this fucking movie. No, honestly, I, I figured out it's not luck. I think the priestess uh, has the power to pick who she wants as the, as the beholder of the box. Because it shows you, we'll talk about it later, but it shows in the end where basically because she missed the blade, right? That was cool. Obviously, you know, she avoided it, but she still got a sacrifice from it. But I think she was more fascinated with Riley as a character because of her want. Because that's the whole thing about this whole movie. The whole premise of this series is people that are trying to explore desires, like period, like sensations, desires. I know it's obviously pain in their case, but... For the most part, that's what it is. And she saw Riley as somebody who sought those kind of desires. Mm. So she figured that, that, that Riley was going to be someone that can that she can she that they can work with. Yeah. Anyways, so it took her brother because her brother was looking for her and found her drugged out. And while looking for her and finding her, cut, cut his hand on the blade. Because the blade just sits out there until somebody cuts themselves. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Which the only thing that really bothered me about that scene when they took him. And I get it because it was kind of that scene where it was like, you're not sure what was happening type scene, which is cool, was that they didn't really indicate anything that physically happened to him. And that's one little pet peeve I might have with this movie where they didn't show enough of that. Yeah, everything was off, off, off screen. Not, for the, the most part, at least for the first. The, the, the second one was what, the friend? So no, the second one was the, uh, the person they visited in the hospital. No, you showed her. Well, no, they didn't show her getting what happened to her. They just showed that oh, yeah, she was they, visited. She was, she, she was, she was uh, off screen killed. Yeah, which that's what bothered me. I'm like, okay, you don't want to show the first one, so you can have that mystery, and then later on. Um, but I really wish they kind of showed what happened to him because I mean, I'm not into gore, but with the Hellraiser, there's always kind of a beauty to it. And this sounds weird, but it's kind of a artsy. Which I that's one thing I did like about this movie was, um. Their choice, because I've always liked the Cenobites, but I like their choice in the way that they depicted the characters because it was done with a, I know it's, it's kind of dark, but it's done with a reverence of beauty. Like the way they're, they're, they're mutilated seems yeah. like somebody was trying to be artistic with it. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's weird little access of gold pieces that are, that's extenuated with each one. One thing I could tell you is the whoever was the costume department or the makeup department for this fucking did phenomenal. Yes, that's that's one thing I could I could definitely tell you I'm like top notch. For a lot of even some of the CGI a little bit that they use into where where we're getting into now where mm. the old assistant at the living facility where she gets visited and I like how the transformation goes into that. Um, even though the in the manner that she she you think she's gonna get killed or she gets visited was cool and the people that they use and the makeup was amazing. Yeah, it was it was like I said like the visuals were beautiful like they, and actually I was um I was impressed a little disappointed uh, 
but then I don't know why. A little, little, I, I kind of got over it at the end of it. But a little disappointed only because the one thing I noticed in the previous movies was kind of like the way that they decided to kind of mutilate the bodies were sometimes based on kind of the, the I feel like they were kind of based on the person's sins type thing. But they, then again, too, Cenobites are not always created. Cenobites, I was, I thought they were always every time, but they're not. Um, they're based on if the, in that case, Pinhead uh, chooses them, right? Yeah. Chooses who they want to become a Cenobite, which um, I found out later on more detail about that. And I actually found, obviously, the movie explains it, too. So continuing on, they meet the assistant that's in the hospital, which I wrote down as a, a super cliche part, which... Don't get me wrong, it's going to happen. They need somebody to dump exposition. That's what it was. Yeah. They need somebody, and that's basically what that character was there for. Like, just to dump everything. This is what's going on. This is what happened. This is the configuration. This is different than what it was before. I mean, it's going to happen here and there, but sometimes you just want to make sure it's minimalized as much as possible. But that character was there for that, and obviously in the the argument of the fight, they, (laughs) that's that's another part that was so funny. While fighting for the box... They figure out the puzzle. Yeah. And you just toss it around a couple I'm times. telling you, like, not even, not no, like, no little touch here, move Nothing. this. No, like, they're fighting no, for the box and they figure the best out the thing puzzle. Is that they're holding onto two ends, pulling. So they're like, yes, let's twist here, configure here, rotate it. And it fucking comes out. I'm like, oh, I would never, never touch that box. Like, ever. Just because, <laughs> like you know, you would be like, oh well, as long as I don't, have, as long as I don't figure it out, no, it does not matter. Like you literally could bump into the. Actually, there was a scene that proved that too. As long as, <laughs> as long as you touch the box, yeah, you are liable to get cut. Yeah, if they really want you to be it, they'll yeah. solve it for you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just boom. So yeah, the the second one. So what do you think about the the first two Cenobites? I guess uh, I think the I think the characters' names are. The Gasper, and what was the other one? Not Chatterer. It was another name for. I forgot the names. But there was uh the 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 Gasper was one of the first ones you meet. She's the one that's uh, her head is split open, and her skin is back. like pulled. Yeah, oh yes, pulled in the chin uh, things. Like I said, it's really beautiful the way. They, and actually, the even the 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 pinhead. I I appreciated the way they made it. They made made her look just because. Obviously, they used her skin to create a dress. Yeah, I was, I was, and the thing is, the the, the pattern designs on the skin on the chest was actually sim- was uh, identical to or to the, the leather rig- pattern to the original pinhead. Yeah, exactly. So again, on the costume design, brilliant. I yeah. thought it was gorgeous, man. I don't really have a rating into. I didn't. I didn't even dive even into having names like that. I'm just. I just sat and and tried well, to. Enjoy the, the I've movie. always told you too is that I don't think this is like. I picked it because this is my my thing, but I know you're not particularly into this type of horror. Like I, th- I think you like story based horror movies, like for fun, but not necessarily this, which is more mutilation. No, because I like Hostel. Really? Yeah. Never I, watched Hostel. You never. I liked Hostel. Really? Yeah. Surprise. So yeah, uh, and it's all about mutilation. Literally. But, yeah, pretty much. So going back to this, um, so yeah, so she visits her. And I think my thing with this movie, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if you want to, what oh, you had another scene you said. I um, mean, it's where yeah, well, like I mean, there's, like I said, I have a bunch of little scenes we could break apart. But um, first off, 
I just want to say something. There was something that bothered me so much because it was so obvious. And I'm, I'm like, I love twists in movies, but sometimes when they're just like, yeah, I can see that a mile away. Oh, with uh, Trevor? Yes. I saw Trevor. Yo, tre- all right. So let's, because let, well, this is all spoiler full. So Trevor is, the twist is that, uh, what is that? The uh, yeah, Trevor is working for Roland. Yeah, he gets hired. <clears throat> no connection how to, just because he wanted some cash. Well, okay, wait, no. Before he even gets to the cash part, so this is what I think I love about movies. One, she is living with three people. Like she's living with her 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 brother, her, brother's uh, his, uh, her brother's boyfriend, and Nora, and you know her whatever. So there's like a three bedroom apartment. And that's just small and tiny, which is fine. That's normal. That's what it should be. But then you get to Trevor's apartment, and he's in a, like, a, like, a, like a warehouse. Yeah. And I'm like, a nice place, too. I'm just like, wait a minute. How's he struggling for money? Like, how, like, <laughs> like, what is he doing? That He's like, this is a nice-ass apartment. Like they, they, and I know they do it for aesthetics, but in my head, I'm like, you already established she lives in a, nice, like a, a smaller, like what looks like a smaller, cheaper, normal place. And he lives in this nice, like, wall, like, you know, warehouse like style place, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it looked vol- like he had money. Vol- vaulted ceilings, dude. Yeah, like it was he, awesome. he had like the biggest New York studio apartment ever. That's what it felt like. So I'm like, yeah. why? Why are they struggling? What and what kind of money they're talking about? Either no, yeah, because like, I was doing it for the money. And the thing is, and this is one of the funniest thing I think I thought about with this whole thing mm-hmm. was he's like, I brought her here. I'm like, bro, she made the fucking job easy for you. Like, like, he, like he, you, he, <laughs> she wanted to come there. You were like, I don't know about going there. Like, she wanted to go. She was like, I'm staying. I'm going back. Like, don't go. Let's go back. Like, no. If if your job is to bring her there, I thought she would. He would be more resistant to be like, hey, I found more news. She's like, you know, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna let go of this box. He he. Like, if the movie was like, yo, let's wanted to give you that twist, you would be like, hey, he's persistent on it because there's some type of stake with him. Like, if you had some equal type of stakes into it, like pretending to have, then it would have sold better. But because you, I saw that a mile away. The minute he's like, I don't want to go. And he's like, when he, I think I found out when they went to go visit the uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's fucking in on it. He's fucking in. That's where you figured it out? Yeah. No, you know, I know I figured it out. When? When she went to visit him after her brother died. <laughs> that fucking looked surprised. He's like, what, what, what are you doing here? Like, he was surprised she was still alive. <laughs> he was shocked. Like, wait a minute, you survived? Like, that I saw that. I'm like, oh, I just laughed. I'm like, <laughs> oh like, my god. Oh, he's there's something with him. And then he would like try to like discourage her. Like, I think the problem was his job wasn't to get her to there. Eventually he had to turn to that, but his job was just get her to die from the box and then yeah. give it to somebody else. So I laughed because when he saw her for the first time, he's like, Wait, you, you survived the box? Like you survived? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that continues. So um, all right. So we're past that. So they, yeah, one thing I did like, I did like the research because I thought there was a lot of information. I mean the 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 assistant was some information, mostly just on like maybe uh, you can say all the information you felt like was given to you in the beginning was was just repeated during, which is fine. But I, I didn't have an issue with the beginning part. But that's fine. You could literally start it when you meet Riley. Yeah, but her research skills. But also the Riley's, way you meet Riley is that the way. Wait, wait, the way you meet Riley is that really what you want to? Oh, you want to start a movie? Yes. That have there any movie ever started like that? Yes. There's a hardcore sex scene, just like yeah. 
That's how you, you should start everywhere. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. What were you saying before that? That he, oh, her her research ability, her research skills, were like top notch. Who? I mean, she Riley. She, she didn't do the research. She found the research. Yeah, but no, when she read, she was like, "I've been reading all this." I'm like, "Bitch, you've been there for like 30 minutes." Like, you know all this knowledge, like how many levels, degrees, and who picked Well, that was a beautiful graphic, man. No, I could have done better for a meeting. I could have done better for like an office meeting because that was like a perfect little picture, like writings. Like, that yeah. was awesome. I was like, that's, that's no, perfect. No, but the thing is, she, she's like reading through all this. Like, 23, it seemed like it was just like minutes apart from like where where she, where the other team comes, um, who comes in. Some, I didn't know somebody comes in. And then she goes out to to research. She's like, "Oh, this is what I found." I'm like, "Bitch, you only were like read that for like thirty, maybe thirty minutes or less." He, he like, has great bullet points, man. <laughs> he he no, has great bullet points. One, he has great bullet points. Two, she's able to fully understand and grasp everything that's going it's on. It's not like he wrote it in Latin. No, but <laughs> not enough to question. Like if I would have read it, mm. he only had like basic information. Yes, but she like the way she explained it, or she, the way she came across it, I'm like, she like in depth knew. Like, she's been doing months of research. She's like, like, you know, like that meme with the Charlie Day. Her, and he was like, has all these poster boards in the back. Like, no, she only had like three sheets and like a PDF file. And Abel had to do, she was able to do like a 40 minute fucking presentation with no interruption. Had full knowledge. That's how she came across. Okay. But. Okay, so one thing I was going to say was. Um, all right. So she did her research, which honestly, I love. This is one thing I did like about this movie a lot. Was because, and maybe I'm mistaken. I I've watched other movies. I don't. But it's been a while, but I love the fact that the box had multi level configurations. No, I like that. I love that because it kind of showed you. Because even when the assistant saw it, like I said, every time you see it, you know somebody died for that next one. So the minute the assistant saw, it, she's like, "Wait a minute, you used it. That's not the configuration it was." Yeah. Like she knew instantly, like, oh, you killed. Basically, you killed somebody, didn't you? Somebody died, yeah. Yeah, so I like that because it does show, like, levels that this <clears> is going <throat> to end. And this is not just randomly taking multiple people for no reason. No, of course. And being that I've never seen any of the Hell- Hellraisers prior, mm-hmm. and now knowing now by you telling me that this is new to the storyline, yeah, I like that. I like that that it, it tells you how, how close, how far you are from the, or how close you are to the end. To completing the the process, or how how you just begun? You want to hear something crazy? Okay, so I'm trying to remember the original story pretty well. The original story is not like as as um. This was very kind of okay. How about this? This was very. This became a normal routine as far as the Hellraiser series, right? In regards to somebody finds the box, something happens, and they try to stop whatever that happened, right? Mm-hmm. The first one is actually a lot more. Brutal, like a lot more interesting. The reason I say that, I have nothing against this one. I like this one, but the first one was amazing. The reason was because the first one was, I believe I'm not wrong, the guy who figured it out basically is dies. So he dies at the beginning of the movie. And he is tortured, he is ripped apart, all this stuff, right? And his blood basically stained the his guts and everything, blood stained the this one room. And his former lover uh ends up killing somebody in that room and somehow that blood feeds into whatever's left of the previous guy who got tortured there. Mm-hmm. And he starts to formulate himself into back to a person. <clears throat> oh, wow. So then she figures out that if she brings more and more sacrifices, he becomes whole again. 
So she does it to bring him back to, to life. Res- res- uh, exactly. So that's what I love. That, that, that obviously, you know how brutal and interesting that is. Though this, but the thing is, it and in time, Hellraiser became this, where people would find the box and yeah, that would start so, the story. All right. So a lot of the times, and and, and we're going to be jumping towards it, yeah, yeah, towards yeah. it, and now because we already know that they survive, whatever, whatever, blah blah blah. Most movies mm-hmm. or movies that are revived. Mm. Uh, are usually because uh, there was a lot of hype, their the popularity at the time they came out. Yeah. When I saw this, I'm like, fuck. Fucking Hellraiser must have been fucking hella good when it came out because this movie is shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, like, the funny thing is, I enjoyed it. I mean, honestly, the it's weird as it sounds. So I watched it, and then I left the last 20 minutes out, right? For some reason, I was, I was in the middle of something. I was going to bed, whatever. So I waited, mind you, a week, because uh, I think we wa- we were meant to watch this and re- review it a while ago, like a week or so ago, and I stopped it until like literally this morning, mm. and I watched it, and for some reason that last twenty minutes actually made me feel better about the movie than I was the twenty minutes prior to missing. The reason I say that is okay. My biggest pet peeve obviously is was the Cenobites. So that was a pet peeve. The, well, not the way they looked. Kind of their lore, the story of them, whatever. So, because like I said, I was under the impression before this morning, and I kind of maybe because again, I don't remember the movies that I watched when I was growing up perfectly well. That I believed uh, each person they kill was becomes a Cenobite, but apparently, no, that's not the way it works. It literally chooses who it wants to become one. And the reason I enjoyed them at the time is the way that they were um, murdered or the way they were they were tortured was. A reflection of a reflection of a sin or something like that, whatever. But it also is how yeah, obviously they're like they build a cinnabite right then and then, and then he's walking with them, whatever, right? Yeah. So the reason that this movie kind of redeemed itself at the end was I realized technically what the cinnabites were. This one changed the way the cinnabites were, mm-hmm. right? Completely changed. It felt like it changed it because now it was no longer the priest or priestess that chose somebody to become one of them. It was a, a just you know spoiler alert, obviously. Um, it was a final configuration. It was the the highest honor that you can get, which that's what happened to, um, which oh. happened to Roland. You know, he asked for something, which was crazy because I, I he you know obviously he has all this money, and I was wondering why he did it in the first. So I thought he was gonna ask for like longevity. I thought he was gonna ask to be immortal or something, but no. Apparently, he had felt every sensation the world has to offer because he's rich. Yeah. And he has all these sources and whatever. So he just, I guess he became numb to everything because he was so resourceful. He just did everything. Yeah. So technically, I know it sounds morbid, but that's, they gave him exactly what he wanted. He wanted to basically not be numb. He wanted to have sensations. But unfortunately, the problem is the sensation that they know is pain. Yeah. So it. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the last 20 minutes did redeem itself for me. Um, I know, and I'm obviously you didn't his, like it. His ending, his ending, how you, yes, his how the wish he 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 wanted got granted not in the manner he wanted. Mm-hmm. I like that. I I appreciate it. Like that's the thing. There was like very, I think ten percent of the whole movie clustered together. I enjoyed like fifteen percent. I want to say okay. Like the 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 configuration of the box, the cinnabites visually how they looked. Which doesn't take away and doesn't put anything into the story because if they're visually beautiful, that doesn't really add to the story unless it's used for the story. 
the in the, what way? I mean, like they can look cool. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Unless, but the, the whole thing, uh, well, just for FYI. story or so overall. Okay. Cine, the visual of the Cinnabites, I enjoyed because they don't really have an integral part in the storyline itself, just because they're just a visual asset to it. Story alone, the the box, yes. The ending, I would I would give to you. I would give that to you. The last like twenty minutes, maybe. Uh, more on the Roland story and how his job ended, how mm. everything ended with Roland, I think was done good because I'm like, oh, I see where they were going with it. It reminded me of Twisted Metal a little bit. But overall, I thought the whole thing was fucking shit. I didn't think so. Well, I mean, again, we're we're going to walk away with different views, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Um. But, okay, so here's the thing about the... Because you said something about the visualization of the, the Cenobites saying that they're beautiful, but then you don't feel like it does anything to the story. But you got to remember one thing about the whole premise of Hellraisers for members of the Cenobites or whatever is the pleasure or pain situation where it's like it they find beauty in the morbid. They find beauty in, in the tortured. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing is like they love what they do. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I, they I, look I, like that. I get- and that's why that's why I've referenced the story because they're actually part of a group. They're a group that that, that comes when you call them. Yes. And, and that's what I'm saying is that because the movie is so shit to me, okay. I didn't. No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. It, I, I wasn't able to connect that much farther into it. But then again, too, I, I grew up with it. So Yeah, well, you watched the, the first three, so you're able to understand the lore. Three. <laughs> oh, four, five, whatever. Ten. Sudden. Ten? I, I think ten. That's that's how bad I've never, I've never seen any of them. I mean, they go bad after. They go, like, go... I, I, any, anything that has a long series of movies usually has some bad ones. I would it. at least want you to watch the first... I think it's the first two. Clyde Barker is the... Oh, yeah. Person, yeah. So at least the first one, first two. And honestly, based on the fact the way you react to this one, I can actually... I think you would enjoy the first one. I think you enjoy the first two. Because you would... you Because obviously, it's almost like... Whoever wrote this, I think they did it with the impression that they were doing it for a very specific group. Yeah. And 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 that's that's usually the biggest problem with reboots is if you can do a reboot, it has to be for a new audience. It has to be an audience that never grew up with this. You know, you can throw little homages to the original, but you have to do it with the the like the idea that no the person the people have never seen it. And that was me. Exactly. So And I thought it was shit. Well, because again, you're not, you don't, you yeah, know, well, I, appre- you I appreciate a horror movie. Don't no, no, no. It's not that you don't appreciate a horror movie. It's almost like, it's almost like if, uh, if you saw Nightmare on Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street and you were ne- like, and you didn't know how anything had to do with dreams or something like, or, or anything of the, the character. And then you just saw this one movie that didn't even bother trying to set it up yeah. for you in it that failed, way. It failed in that aspect. And maybe that's what it is. I, didn't feel that way because, but I grew up with it. Yeah, but it's and then the, it, but nothing, if obviously for you because it didn't explain that to you or didn't bring you into that circle or an idea. Because like I said, I don't, I don't even remember when Pinhead came in the first one. The first, like, remember I, everything I explained to you had nothing to do with Pinhead, as far as the first movie. Mm-hmm. But he obviously plays a character later in, in the series. Yeah. But but uh, I'm saying is, so I get it. I, like you know, you have to the proper introduction, the proper yeah to all of it. And you felt and like even, this one, this one just felt like you were, this was in the middle of a series. Yeah. I felt like this was, this should have been like 11. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And it's I get just, that. It's just a continuing cycle of the previous ones. Exactly. And that would have been, and if it's trying to, and I, I understand what you're saying, they're trying to set up 
for a whole brand new audience like me that's never seen it to love how the original was and no no but that's what i'm saying i i'm saying because to love to love it like how the original was to give that appreciation but i I think it failed in that way because again if it didn't explain it properly to itself then obviously that's why you would have somebody who doesn't like it yeah yeah and i'm not saying it was perfect it wasn't but i did still like it and i see the last because okay so this was the reason i liked the last 20 minutes this is the main thing so okay going through the story obviously um, they go to the, the house. They find uh, the research. Uh, her friends follow them there, which ends up basically just sealing their fate. Because that's when we find out that Trevor's there and he stabs Nora. Nora becomes another sacrifice, which I didn't care for that part of Nora's death because it felt like it kind of felt like they stole that from El- Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because, again, she's in the van with everybody. She's experiencing like. And all of a sudden, they're just saying, like, she's not there at all. Like, she's she's experiencing this. In a, like, and I didn't like that. I was like, I felt like they should have just tortured her in front of everybody. You know, I don't know. I felt like very Nightmare on Elm Street, the way that felt. Anyways, continue the story. Um, so then they go back to the house, and that's when Trevor reveals he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, which I saw coming. Um, and apparently the house, that that's, I think, another, another little thing they should have done better. The house was obviously very loud. It kind of reminded me of the house from uh, um, 13 Ghosts. The house, if you think about it. Okay. Because it was designed to trap them, right? Yeah. That was literally the whole purpose of the design. I felt like that would have been more interesting if, like, they like they went to the house. Like, instead of going to the random shipping yard or whatever, they find out about a house. And in that house, they start doing the research. Everything's there. Like, what's up with this place? Why does it have all these designs on the bars? What happens? Is, you know, stuff like, stuff like that. I think they, that would have been better as far as melding everything together. Yeah. The house would have been the central point of the whole story. Where they go to the house, they find the box, stuff like that. And then they do the research and they go back to the house to find out more stuff. Or they go to somebody else, you know, stuff like that. So anyways, I think that would have tied the story a little bit better. Um, so finally, you know, um, rolling. Okay, so... The part that really kind of upset me was when they were coming for Nora and they stopped in the middle of the road and they were coming for her for her and the configuration opened up and the little blade comes out and uh, the priestess basically says you have to choose two more people. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, she chose a Cenobite. Yeah. Which is. No, well, no. At first I was upset. I was like, wait, in my head, I'm like, they're dead already. They're Cenobites or whatever. Like. But then I realized, and that's why the ending really re- saved it for me. Because in my head, I'm like, they're Cenobites. They should be dead already. They're already tortured souls. I uh, No, they're not. And that's the thing about the ending that it basically told me. Roland wasn't dead when he got taken away. Roland technically didn't, they never say he died. He never really died. Yeah. What he wanted to become was basically one of them, you know, basically a demigod or whatever they are. They're soldiers of a god, whatever. So the only way he can wield that power, the only way he can become one of them is to be tortured. But technically, I think what it is, all those Cenobites are alive. Yes, they are. They are alive, and they were, they were at one point, they all opened up the box, and they chose to be Leviathan. Leviathan. They all chose Leviathan. So they're all alive. Even though they're all tortured and mangled and everything, they're all alive. And um, that's, why he, that's why the Cenobite was able to be chosen as one of the sacrifices. Because they were alive. They were a living soul. But obviously physically tortured. 
So that changed a little bit for me, which I, at first I was like, man, why the hell can you pick a Cenobite <laughs> for this? But no, apparently that that that, that at the end kind of made sense. Oh. So continuing. Um, yeah. So, you know, we go through it. And okay, so let's go with the very fast last scene. One, I did love Roland's story in it. That last torture scene was epic. Um, as far as making him into a little, like to a Cenobite was Oh yeah. That was oh <laughs> beautiful, but it's hard to watch. It was like I felt it a little bit. And obviously and I felt and the other kill that got me was the when they were torturing the the, the ex boyfriend of the her brother. Oh yes. That Billy, was cool. Was Billy or something? I think it was uh yeah, his name was uh Colin. Calvin, but and I I kind of wished because Trevor's was epic. I thought that was like oh when it when the the strings came and they started pulling back the skin, but I I felt like otherwise it was really fast. And I don't know about like when they just did his arms, they were rushing it towards the end. That's what I felt like a little bit with the with him. Anyway, no, with most of it. Like once they they establish Roland's story and what he what he's trying to accomplish, everybody else's side stories got rushed. Um. Okay, so the very let's just uh, let's just discuss one last scene, which was uh, her choice. So she won, she got the wish, yeah, and she wished nothing, which is kind of interesting because apparently all their wishes are based on the six configurations, yeah, and apparently it was still one of them. So they and they explained it, which I thought was kind of brilliant. The kind of thing was like, oh, he chose nothing, but you still picked the torture, basically. And she told us like like the priestess said it like. You still picked one. You still chose, which is torture. But the torture you chose was living with the regret that you basically made all this happen. Yeah. I was like, that's like, yeah. that was like a slap <laughs> in the face. Like, oh, you think you are smarter than me? No, you didn't. But anyways, um, so what do you think? She was, so we're getting to the ratings? Well, what did you think about the last scene before we get into Oh, no, it? I like, I like, like I said, like the last 20 minutes was what redeemed. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of other pieces that were missed in the beginning, like the intro, like I wish everything with that. Trevor being that big twist was just, just like one of those, uh, easy one-offs, easy simple things that that just happens. Mm-hmm. Like me, it was just you taking the easy way out, <laughs> making a just a, a very predictable, a twist. Okay. Um, ro- like. Not having Roland die and having giving more depth into now knowing uh, for the Cinnabite, Cinnabites and um, her picking nothing being as a choice. And she has to live the life with the torture of remembrance of everything that she decided. I like the last like, yeah, like last 10, 10, 20 minutes on those aspects. Like I said prior was a lot of the, once they got to Roland, everything else had to be rushed. To push out whatever's gonna happen with um, Riley. Mm-hmm. So once Riley's done, then everybody's just like, "All right, everybody's cool." Okay. Like everybody's everybody's chill. Okay. So what's your rating? <laughs> I, I obviously. Yeah, you're already gonna know what mine's gonna be. <laughs> five Nickies. No, mm. I know that's not true. One point five. Wow. Really? I did not think one, that movie. One point seven five. One point seven five. One seven. Well, I don't even know if we got that, but honestly, I, I it was bad. It, I didn't think so. I how truly many, didn't. Uh, how many niggas you have? Three. Three? I really wish it was better. I wanted to give it a four as far as I really was hoping it was a four star, a uh, four Nikki movie. Even a five Nikki because, again, I've always loved this. So, but in my head, I'm like, I didn't think it was terrible. Like, 
I really didn't. I, I, there was so much that I could pull from it that I enjoyed, this that movie, I liked. This, all right. That I can basically I could watch it and enjoy the movie, but it wasn't so terrible. Like, oh, this that. movie was two hours. Yeah, they could have done this with commercial breaks <laughs> in two hours, and like uh like a thirty minute sitcom. Okay, in between, and still accomplish everything you should have in the movie. Okay, this could have been done in a short film. Oh my god, forty minutes or less. And you, I, it's fine. Dude. You really <laughs> didn't want to watch it. That's all good. I no, I did want to watch it. No, no, no. You really didn't want. Like once you, I'm saying you didn't really enjoy the movie. And that's oh, fine. Yeah. And I'm not gonna convince you of it. Why would I? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like I enjoyed it. So we had. It was a decent movie. It was not a great movie. All right. Yeah. That's my thing. That's yes. my opinion. That's it was my definitely opinion. not great. It was definitely not great. But so now I really want you to watch the first one. One point five Nikki's right. Yeah. Uh, and then we have an average of a 2.25 Nikki's for Hellraiser 2022. You could tr- where you could find on Hulu. Did you like pick the lowest possible so that way no, it's still was, a low rating? I, no. <laughs> I literally was gonna go for like under one. Wow. See, no. Ah, no. I was. Ah. I was. I was like. It's honestly, it's fine that you feel that way. Just, I just completely disagree with it. But it's fine. That's fine. It's okay. It's all good. It's all right. All right. So that's where you are. Bro, you gave you gave Hobson Shaw five, so hey, <laughs> hey. suck it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you could go higher than him, I could go low. All right, All right so. guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we also have a Patreon if you'd like to support us. As always, you can email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, or concerns. As always. Tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later. Ready? As all ever. Be-